Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what I kind of believe personally about pool water chemistry. I've had different experts on my show talking about chemistry. I've had Bob Lowry, of course, and I've done two series of Bob Lowry. I've had Wayne Yurkovich from Taylor, Yurkovich from Taylor, and I've also had Rudy Stankiewicz on here, and all of them have a little different take on chemistry, and I'll go over kind of what I put together as my roadmap when I talk about pool chemistry and what I use in my pool route. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I forgot to mention Harold Evans with Arenda also, who is also a what I consider a pillar in the industry as far as chemistry. So you have those four that I've had on the show, and they differ slightly in their beliefs as far as chemistry goes. And there's many reasons, I think, behind their differences. I think out of all of them, Rudy Stankiewicz is probably the closest to me because he also has done pool service and has field experience out there. And of course, Harold Evans had a pool route and he has field experience too, so I don't want to discount him in that discussion. So I think field experience is a critical aspect of that. Um, Wayne Erkovich and um, Bob Lowry are technically not pool service professionals. They haven't been out there doing pools, and that doesn't make what they say any less because of their chemistry background. But if you have real-world pool experience, I think it does change how you look at things a little bit. And I think I'm more, I would say, liberal as far as Uh, my beliefs about what works in the pool. And I think a lot of different things will work out there on your pool route if you wanted to do a different combination of, you know, enzymes and phosphates or the pool RX or borates. All these will actually work really well on your route. And I don't think I could say, you know, there's one over the other. The only one I think that's probably above everything else is adding borates to your pool to bring it to 30 to 50 parts per million. So if you were to ask me my personal preference, I definitely prefer adding borates to a pool uh, versus the other things, although the other things are effective. And I've tested them extensively, um, but the borates do have a lot of great benefits, especially the fact that they're a pH buffer. And so for saltwater pools, I think borates are definitely a must. And for regular pools, they really help with allowing the chlorine to be more effective in the pool. So two seasons ago, I put PoolRx in about 40 pools to test that out, see how effective it was. And I think the majority of the pools reacted really well with the PoolRx. Even the pools with the high cyanuric acid worked really well. Of course, I think the pools that did the best with the PoolRx are the ones that were balanced and had the cyanuric acid level in balance. They seemed to be the best. Um, if I have dogs swimming in a pool, I'll definitely throw a PoolRx in there. And I think if you have problem pools on your route, the Polar X is definitely really effective. So I did a season with Polar X to test it out, and I like the product. It works really well. Um, I think you can sell them to your customers pretty easily every season. 
I wouldn't have a problem with using the Polarex on your pool route. Last year, I used enzymes and phosphates exclusively to test those out. And I must say the pools look really good with the phosphate and enzyme combination. I really thought that they work really well. And I can see why a lot of people prefer adding the phosphate and enzymes to the pools on their route. It does really well. I didn't have any algae problems at all. In fact, I stopped carrying any kind of algae, uh, algaecide on my truck last season. I don't have any sodium bromide anymore on there. And I just used the phosphate and enzyme treatment in all the pools on my route. And it worked really well. Of course, a lot of the pools on my route have borates in them. And so the enzyme and phosphates, I guess, were overkill. But I found it to be very effective in keeping the algae out of pools that didn't have borates in it. And so it's an effective method also. So I think field experience is a key. And if you test everything out yourself, you can decide what you want to use out there. And I wouldn't discount one over the other until you tried them and see how they affect how they work on your pool route. And that's kind of my stance on enhancers. If you're using like an algicide or a polyquat 60 on your route, I would move away from that and go with one of these methods. They're a lot more effective. I've also used the mineral system. Um, what is it? The uh, Nature 2 system. I installed one on my pool to test it. I think it's a really uh, effective way of also introducing minerals into the pool. So as far as the ranges of the chemistry, I think Bob Lowry has the best method with his target ranges. And so instead of having a range, he just has a target you're aiming for. And so the pH should be 7.5 in a pool. Alkalinity should be 90 parts per million. Um, TDS should be no more than 1,500 over the startup water. Calcium hardness should be 350 for plast- 350 parts per million for a plaster pool, 250 parts per million for vinyl and fiberglass, and cyanuric acid is 50 parts per million. So he gets rid of the 30 to 50 parts per million range and this has a target, which I think is very effective. They're a little bit different for a saltwater pool, but I really think this target chemistry works really well. Things change a lot in the industry. I remember when they first came out with saltwater generators, a lot of manufacturers and a lot of people said that you didn't need cyanuric acid in the pool because it would produce, you know, 1.2 pounds of chlorine every day. But then the thinking started changing on that, that the cyanuric acid was necessary because the way it produces the chlorine in the pool, such a large amount is produced at once while it's generating. And if it's a hot, sunny day with a high UV index, all that would burn off before it could circulate in the pool water. And so now the thinking is that the cyanuric acid for a saltwater pool needs to be 70 or 80 parts per million. And that's to prevent the high amount of chlorine that's being produced being destroyed by the sun's UV rays. And I can see how things change over the years. I think the chemistry ranges are something that need needed to be changed. And I think Bob Lowry hit on it really well with these target ranges because of the LSI index. You can have a pool in these ranges. If you took his class, his certified residential class, he talks about this. If you had a pool within the ranges that they recommend on the charts you see everywhere, you can have a pool that's scale-forming and corrosive still. But with these targets, you have a better chance of staying within the LSI and staying as close to you know neutral, non-scale-forming, and non-corrosive. And so I think the target ranges are something that's going to be used a lot in the industry going forward. And I think Bob Lowry is the first one that says, we need somewhere to aim for instead of having these ranges in a pool. And it's going to help you too on your pool route as far as knowing where you should have your chemistry in your in your pools, depending if they're salt water, vinyl, fiberglass, or plaster. I think where all the experts kind of differ and fall in different fields is or different um, sides of this argument 
is the cyanuric acid level in the pool, you know, is a pool with high cyanuric acid level inherently bad? Can you maintain a pool with uh, three-inch trichlor tablets and have really high cyanuric acid and still keep the pool water balanced? Some say you can, some say you can't. Even the amount of cyanuric acid that should be permitted is debatable, you know, in the industry. I found that the lower the cyanuric acid level in the pool, the less problems you're going to have overall. But I've maintained pools with cyanuric acid of 200 or 300. I, you can't really tell at that point how high it is. Without problems, you just need to know how to manage a pool with that high of a cyanuric acid level. Is it good for the pool? I don't think so. Um, but you can still manage a pool like that. If you have field experience, you can kind of figure out how to do that. And you can manage all different kind of situations out there. You know, algae, green pools, all these things. And with the right experience out there, you can kind of figure out different things and different ways to solve things. I think um, you're going to hear Bob Lowry talk about saltwater generators. And I mentioned to him at the end of that talk about experience. A lot of are the guys that experience a lot of the white flake blowback with the saltwater generators. And I believe that they are related to the phosphate level. Even a small amount of phosphates in the pool, I think, cause this. He disagrees. He says they're um, just a calcium. When the salt system turns off without cooling off, it'll create that calcium. Um, but I've used phosphate remover in these pools, and it has cured these white flakes. So I kind of lean towards the fact that it is some kind of reaction with phosphates in the water with the saltwater generator. Um, but I can disagree with him on that point. But on 90 5% of the things I agree with Bob Lowry. I agree with Rudy Stankiewicz on 95% of the things also. Harold Evans also, and of course, Wayne from Taylor. I agree with a lot of the things he says. You notice I didn't try to pronounce his last name again, um, but I digress. I agree with these experts in a lot of areas. I think they've studied everything. They know what they're talking about. I can have differences of opinion because of my field experience and different things I've tried on my route. Um, in fact, you know, I've tested the pool RX. I did a, a test with the pool RX in the pool that was green and I didn't clean the filter. I just added a little bit of chlorine to the pool, put the pool RX in there, ran it for 24 hours and it cleared it up really well without even following the steps that are outlined in the, um, in the literature for the pool RX. I just wanted to test how it would work in a pool with a dirty filter with, with a green pool and it worked really well. And so I, I do these kind of weird things. I've taken phosphate remover and poured it directly over algae in the spa, turned off everything for a few hours, and then the next week I got back there and it actually had removed the algae. I didn't introduce the phosphate remover into the filter. And so I kind of like to experiment with things out there. And I've also done some experiments in borates in my own pool to where I let the chlorine level get to zero for three weeks and see what happens. And after the third week, the water started getting cloudy. After the fourth week, or right around the third or fourth week, I got some algae in the step area. So then I decided I needed to put some chlorine in the pool at that point. And so I'll do these kind of experiments to see the limits of these products out there. And I think being in the field allows me to do this and to take it to the next level. And I think you can't discount field experience when you talk about things because you can do things out there and you run into different water situations out there that no one can really duplicate in the lab. For instance, I had a pool that I thought had nitrates in it. And so I tried to break it. I did a chlorine breakpoint on this pool. It was a pretty big pool, 20,000 gallons. And so it did show a nitrate level. And so what I did is I put um, 20 gallons of liquid chlorine and then I filled the floater up with like five tablets. And then the next day I went back there and put another 10 gallons of chlorine in and filled the tablets back up after running the pool for 24 hours. It was a pretty warm 
days where some tablets did dissolve a little bit. And so by doing that two days in a row, I broke that pool with the nitrate problem. And um, since then, the pool's been fine. I'm not sure how the nitrates got in there. Um, but I decided to try this kind of breakpoint thing. And that's quite a lot of chlorine to put in the pool for sure. And it did actually break it. And then the pool was able to hold chlorine after that. And this was a pool that wasn't holding chlorine um, week to week for, you know, a month or, or two. It just had this problem with zeroing out all the time. And so things like that I found to be effective because I kind of just experimented with it. Um, probably, you know, you can drain the pool, of course, in that case, but I figured I can try to break it and see what happened. And so, again, if you experiment with things out there in the field, you may learn things that um, are not discussed in classes or taught, and you can actually apply those to your route. I think one thing I notice a lot is when I clean my pool filters, when I clean out the D filter or cartridge filter, the next week the pool doesn't look as good. And I think the pool runs better with a little bit of dirt on the filter, as my opinion. And from my experience, after cleaning the filter, I add a little extra chlorine to the pool to kind of shock it and bring up the chlorine level higher because I've noticed that the water quality um, in some pools is affected the next week after the filter cleaning. And so little things like that that you don't hear about. But if you're in the field, you'll notice little things like the fact that after you clean a filter, the pool may have algae the next week for some strange reason. And I think it's because the filter runs a little better, just like a sand filter runs better when it's dirty. I think a cartridge and D filter run better when there's some dirt on the grids or on the cartridges. But I don't know, I haven't proven that in the lab. I just see it in real world experience in some pools where it looks a little worse after cleaning the filter for odd reasons. And so back to the beginning, the premise of the podcast is what I believe about pool chemistry. And I think I believe um, just about what everyone I've had on here I line up really well with everyone on here um, with some slight differences. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've used all the different products and I know what works out there in the field and what doesn't work necessarily out there. And I would say if you listen to the podcast by Bob Lowry, he is definitely the premier expert on pool water chemistry. I would say Rudy Stankiewicz is right next to him there, um, though they don't agree on all the points together. And of course, Harold Evans is definitely an expert in the field and they all three of these don't agree with each other completely across the board, but I think they have a lot of the same principles and concepts that they agree more than they disagree in a lot of cases. With that said, I hope you enjoy me having these guests on here to kind of give you a chemistry prep and primer um, for your pool route. I think it's really important to talk to these experts because, you know, technically I'm not an expert, quote unquote, of their level. I don't think I am. Um, and I think having them on here really shed some light on water chemistry and issues they may be having out there. And hearing it from a different perspective is something that I think is really important. If you hear me say the same things over and over again, you don't hear me as much as hearing from someone else. It's kind of like when I say something to my son, he's kind of tuning me out. And I think that happens a lot. And when you hear it from a different person, different perspective, you'll kind of get it and apply it to your pool service route and It'll definitely make you more professional and make the pools in your route easier to maintain and clean. Um, it just takes you to the next level when you hear experts talk about water chemistry from their perspective. If you go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, on the banner, there's a podcast icon. You can listen to previous episodes from there. And you can um, also find more about the coaching program that I run there. And I definitely encourage you to check out both the coaching program and previous podcast shows I recorded. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week and God bless.
Real quick, if you're not using pool server software, try skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.